Welcome to the podcast. Frank Fort on FoxSportsFlorida.com with Panthers forward, NHL veteran, two-time Stanley Cup winner, Sean Thornton. If you were a kid growing up in Canada playing hockey and they said you'd have your name on the Stanley Cup twice, you'd have said what? <laughs> no, a good one. No chance. Yeah, I wasn't a very good hockey player growing up. I guess I still, I'm still not a great hockey player, but uh, I was the last kid to make the team or, or the last kid cut every year. So uh, hockey... Uh, Listen, I wasn't banking on making my money playing hockey, that's for sure. So how do you work your way into being an NHL player? Is it, is it a matter of finding a role and just playing to your strengths? How, do you, how, do you, how did you develop into that? A lot of, I mean, it was a lot of years, a lot of hard work. I think I still, I probably still have more minor league games than I have uh, NHL games after all this time. So um, a lot of coaches along the way that helped. Uh, you know, there's a, a lot of dedication that goes into it, there's a lot of, a lot of days in the summer where you know you don't feel like getting up and going for a run, but you do stuff like that. A lot of two-hour practices. My first five, six, seven years pro, working on stick handling and skating and shooting and trying to get better every day, and eventually it paid off. You made yourself into a, a guy who can play, uh, like in Boston. You were part of a really, really good fourth line on a Stanley Cup-winning team. You've had your share of fights in the league. But that was one way that you got yourself to the league was, as you jokingly put it, getting punched in the face. Yeah, obviously, that was my that was my role when I came in. Uh, actually, my first like two and a half years, I played defense in St. John's, and mm-hmm. you know, I fought fought a lot. Um, my first year, I think I, I was just the grocery stick. I uh, sat in between and separated the forwards from the D, and whoever <laughs> went down, I played either position. But uh, yeah, there was a lot of fights that, that obviously, uh, you know. I've had a ton. It's not. Uh, it's no secret that that's helped me get here. But um, like I said, along the way, there's a lot of work put in, mm-hmm. especially in the minors, to try and turn myself into a more more than one-dimensional player. And you know, when I was down in the minors, I was you know playing first, second, third line all the time down there and contributing a little bit more than just with my fists. And I had coaches along the way that wanted me to play, so that that really helped. What was more special, winning the cup the first time or doing it again? And is it harder to win a second time? Uh, you know what? It, I can't. It, it's tough to. It's tough to. T- I mean, they're both the two greatest days of my life. I've said it before. Um, and for different reasons, I think the the first one. I never thought I'd win one. It was my first full year in the NHL, and I, I never thought I'd really be an NHL hockey player and end up making Anaheim and and winning it that year. Uh, so. At that point, I don't think I'd ever been happier. Now, the one in Boston, I was probably more of a part of, uh, more involved in the uh, the development uh, of the team heading that way. You know, when we got there, we weren't a very great, a really great team, and then you know, being a, just feeling like you're more a part of the organization. Mm-hmm. So that one might have been a little bit more special that way, uh, a little more vested into it. But the first one, I mean, the first time you raise that thing over your head, so greatest feeling ever so it's, it's tough to like pick one yeah. they're, they're, they're special for different reasons what'd you do with the cup the two days that you had it in the summers following those uh, championships i was very lucky i actually had it for three days uh total <laughs> now i think uh maybe three and a half um oshawa i took it to my grandmother's old age home uh, she had parkinson's uh mm-hmm. took pictures with family had it at my house in oshawa then shut down the local watering hole uh and <laughs> Uh, had like 300 tickets that you had to, I had to be, you had to be invited to get in, and just had an awesome time. Um, went a little bit later than we should have, probably. Um, the second time I had it uh, with Boston, I had it in Toronto. Same thing, shut it down, but only had about 100 people, and 
it was a little bit more intimate um, that that way. It was pretty close friends and family. Uh, had a band and just went to King Beer Market and you know just enjoyed it with friends and family. Did a little bit of a crawl during the day and you know took it out to my parents' house to have breakfast in Oshawa. Uh, and then my day in Boston was a busy one. It was uh, in Charlestown for three hours at uh, in the morning, taking pictures with everybody in the town. Uh, people were lined up around like around the block. It was crazy. Then uh, took it to uh, a couple different spots in the city. Took it over to Fenway. They they were awesome to me over there. So I took it over to the ticket office because they they don't really get the, you know to enjoy that. They're, they're stuck down in the uh, down in the dungeon yeah. in, in Fenway. Uh, <laughs> took some pictures on the monster. Took it to Children's Hospital for a few hours. Then had a quiet dinner with like 20 or 30 people, and then then things got a little crazy. I'm good friends with uh, Ken Casey from the Dropkick Murphys, mm-hmm. so we had a private concert. Uh, That's pretty good. Yeah, there was like four <laughs> or five hundred people, probably you know 300 people of mine, in between 100 and two of theirs uh, invited guests and shut down. And I thought they were just going to play a few songs and we we're just going to party and have a good time, but uh, they honestly played for like three three and a half hours. It was amazing. I, I remember sitting up in the balcony and just thinking like, wow, this is. It's pretty surreal. This is all for me. And then I was like, that's ah, for the trophy. Who am I kidding? It's not for me. But it's still pretty pretty awesome that, that that happened. They were great. Speaking of Boston, I mean, you became a very popular player there. And I think part of that, number one, it's a great sports town. Number two, I think it's a blue-collar town, and you really fit in with what they like in their players. Just talk a little bit. And I know it's hard sometimes. You're, you're modest. But you really did fit into that that city, didn't you? Yeah, I mean, when I was when I was leaving Anaheim that July 1st, I had a few options, and I remember Cam Neely called. Uh, he actually called me a couple times. I ignored. I didn't know who it was, so I didn't pick up the first time. <laughs> I felt awful, but uh, um, Cam called, and we finally talked. And you know, he kind of explained that th- this would be a good fit for him and his experience, seeing guys that have come through and played my role. At, um, you know, there might be a little bit more money elsewhere. There might be uh, you know uh, fancier places, but he said, I think this is the this is the the town for you and I, I think that was an understatement uh, it was amazing how people uh, people treated me and people embraced myself I mean to play seven years in a sports town like that in my role is I, I think kind of unheard of nowadays and I mean people were still a little rattled when I left I, I thought I had played myself out of there <laughs> they're uh, they're uh, you know they really supported me through my charities through everything uh, I, I had a great 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 time there when I was there. Speaking of charities, I want to touch on that, the Sean Thornton Foundation. What was the start of that? What was the motivation, and, and who do you try to help? Uh, the start of it was the lockout, actually. Um, it sort of was a hybrid. I, I had a golf tournament that I started when my grandmother passed. She had Parkinson's, mm-hmm. so we had ran everything through the Bruins Foundation. Bob Sweeney was awesome with the, and this girl, Aaron McAvoy, that worked there. They are great at setting it up and taking care of everything, and uh, you know, I was pretty hands-on, but they made it a as easy as possible but during the lockout we weren't allowed to talk to anybody uh mm-hmm. in any organization so um and they weren't allowed to talk to us so i i did i didn't know what was going to happen with the season i didn't know if it was going to get blown up but that golf tournament meant a lot to me so um i had some friends that uh had started foundations before and had helped set up foundations and um i talked to some people about whether they'd want to be on my board and help me out and it kind of came together and I guess November, December that year, and it was up and running by January, and uh, took my golf tournament and a few other events, and and kind of parlay parlayed all that stuff into trying to raise some money and give them back. And uh, it's split between Parkinson's and pediatric cancer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm very blessed that I actually haven't been uh, personally touched by anybody with pediatric cancer, except that 
uh, while I was in Boston, I tried to get to a hospital, you know, once every three weeks I tried to visit. Uh, there's a lot of them there. So, yeah. uh, it's, you know, it's very heartbreaking, humbling when you walk into a room, you know, you see an infant with tubes coming, fighting for their lives. And, you know, we're just playing a game. So uh, kind of split split the funds uh, yeah. that, are, that are raised through that. So it started with the golf tournament, then the lockout helped, and then I've got some unbelievable people that have uh, really, you know, taken charge, and, and they kind of run it. With, with me, I wouldn't say for me, but with yeah. me, and they, everyone does it voluntarily, and it's been it's been amazing. I, I know we were on a hospital visit with a couple of the guys, and the word was that you were going to come a, a couple of days after. You didn't want anybody around. You were just going to do it because that's what you do. Yeah, yeah, I'm not a huge. I mean, I, I know it, that's actually been a tough adjustment because with the, the foundation, when you're presenting checks, and I'd rather just give the check and not have to worry about it, but my board tells me you have to take pictures and stuff because, you know, people that are donating to you want to know where the money's going to it's not you know, yeah. but yeah <coughs> um yeah i don't you know a lot of times when i was doing it in boston there's not no publicity no mm-hmm. i just like to go in and i just i actually enjoy doing it so yeah. it's uh and I, I know a lot of guys do and i know the same thing sometimes you know the team wants you to do it to uh to get you know show that you're giving back and stuff mm-hmm. but I, I i don't know i'm just more about i like doing it you know Sometimes actions do speak louder than words, don't I, they? I try. I try. Yeah. Although I do talk a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and we like that. We, you're a very engaging guy. You're, you're an easy guy to, to, to talk to. Who is, the, who is the toughest guy you've ever had to either play against or drop the gloves with? Oh, uh, God, tough question. I mean, that John Scott guy knocked me out pretty good a few years ago, uh, right after the lockout ended. He's so big, 6'8", 270. Uh, Derek Bugard, uh, rest in peace. He's, uh, he was a scary individual to, to play against. I had to fight him a couple times, and I got out of there alive, thank God. Uh, there's been some guys along the way. I mean, my my biggest and awe moment probably was in Chicago when I was rooming with Bob Probert uh, for my first training camp. And, you know, then we were teammates. He wasn't in the lineup, and I was and for, you know, 14 games or whatever until I got sent down. And every practice, I was just praying that he didn't grab me and <laughs> kick the <laughs> snot out of me, I think. Uh, so, I, I mean, there's, I, fought, I fought a lot. I fought a lot of tough guys in the minors that, yeah. uh, that you know, the list probably goes on and on. There's too many of them to, to count at this point. Yeah. Well, you're uh, as, as regular guys go, you're a big guy with a big heart. We thank you for the time. Thank you. That's Sean Thornton on our podcast on FoxSportsFlorida.com. I'm Frank Fort.